Hi friends, jumping on before the start of the episode to ask for your help. Since I started this podcast four years ago, I have been dreaming of a place for us to gather, a place where we can practice some of the things that are shared here on the podcast, a place where you and I can meet gaze to gaze, heart to heart, and a place where we can share our experiences of enriching our lives through the wisdom of the body and expanding our pleasure through the wonder of the senses. I would love to hear your voice and your vision in writing this next chapter of Come to Your Senses. Go to schoolofsensualliving.com slash survey to contribute your ideas, give your feedback on which topics you burn with the most passion to hear about, and let's create a beautiful sanctuary together. Schoolofsensualliving.com slash survey. I will see you there. Welcome to Come to Your Senses, the School of Sensual Living podcast. I'm your host, embodiment-based coach, Mary Lofgren. Here, we explore how to live bravely and beautifully through topics like pleasure, beauty, embodiment, femininity, art, somatic healing, mindfulness, and of course, everyday sensuality. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. So happy to be here with you to talk about one of my favorite topics today. This topic is really kind of, if you imagine the Ghostbusters movie when they encounter that river of slime under the city. (laughs) It's not the most beautiful description, but when I think about my work, there is like these layers and layers and the more outer layer is sensuality and embodiment. And a deeper layer beneath that is intimacy and connection. And the deeper layer beneath that, the deepest layer, is this ability to take what is inside and allow it to be expressed effectively and elegantly and intimately on the outside. And what I call that is artful assertiveness. And today's episode is very much inspired by my favorite book on assertiveness, which is called The Assertiveness Workbook by Randy Patterson. And I'll be honest, when I picked up this book probably 12 years ago, I was in a skirmish at my job and I wanted to know how to win. (laughs) I wanted to know how to get what I wanted and what I needed. And I'm going to read to you a couple of paragraphs from the introduction to The Assertiveness Workbook. Two kinds of people pick up books on assertiveness. Some want to polish their image. They have a face they present to the world and sometimes it cracks. The mask falls off. People see through it. They want to learn how to hold the mask more firmly, how to present it more rigidly, prevent others from seeing them so easily. They have rejected themselves and decided that they want to preserve the personality or lack of it that they display to the world. Often they want to learn how to control others more effectively, how to push others to agree with them, see their way of doing things, do it their way. Some of the skills in this book may help these people in their quest, but this book isn't written for them. At least it's not written to help them in the way they want to be helped. 
Assertiveness isn't about building a good disguise. It is about developing the courage to take the disguise off. It is designed to help the other group of people who have already tried wearing a mask and find they can't breathe very well with it on. They want to go out into the world naked-faced, as themselves, but not defenseless. They want to be themselves in a way that doesn't push others off the stage, in a way that invites the people they meet to be more fully themselves too. Assertiveness, then, is about being there. Oh, couldn't you just swoon? I mean, if anybody out there knows Randy Patterson, Randy J. Patterson, PhD, I am available for an intro because there is just no way to articulate how deeply those words changed my life and shocked me out of my seat. I remember reading those. I was on an Amtrak train heading to Philadelphia at the time for a work event and really altered my experience and the way I oriented to that situation. And I want to say before we dive into our episode, that if this is something that you desire guidance and support and facilitation around, Embodied Intelligence Coaching, which is my signature program that opens up again at the end of the summer, has a home for you. Because whenever I do a coaching session or a group session, we always start with a list of agreements. And the very first agreement is about what we're here for. And that first agreement is we are here to practice being honest and vulnerable and human, not perfect. This exact experience of removing that mask safely and skillfully and giving you a felt sense experience of what it's like to contact these deeper depths of your being and have them expressed in our coaching relationship as a template for how you express yourself in the other relationships in your life. It is one of the most miraculous, deepest honors of my life to witness people's transformation around this. And so if this is a sounding bell that calls to your soul, I would love to talk to you more about if this program would be a fit for you. Head to schoolofsensualliving.com slash coaching and you can get on the wait list for the next time we open the program at the end of the summer and be the recipient of advanced notice and special perks available only to waitlist members. The art of assertiveness. So in Randy's book, one of the things that he talks about is our different styles of communication and how there are four main styles of communication. There's passive, aggressive, passive-aggressive, and assertive. And so passive, an example of passive would be, let's say your friend calls you and says, oh, I forgot about pickup from the play date. Can you keep my kid for another couple of hours? So the passive response would be, Feeling inside like, oh God, cringe. I don't have the bandwidth to tolerate this kid for another couple of hours. And then I have to feed it dinner. You know, all these thoughts that go through in a nanosecond. But what comes out of your mouth is, sure, no problem. And you just kind of, you know, you go through that response of sticking your head in the sand. 
And this isn't a conscious thing. This is this happens in a split second. Another response would be, are you kidding me? Hell no. How dare you even ask me that? I can't believe how selfish you are. You know, really aggressive, really coming at the person. And again, that happens in a split second. For most people who favor aggressive communication styles, there's a real hangover from that style of communication because it's not the truth of what you want to say, and yet it happens via impulse. Then there is passive aggressive, where maybe you say to your friend, yeah, I could do that for you. And then you let the kids watch TV for four hours and feed them gummy bears for dinner. You know, (laughs) you do some sort of action that communicates the truth of how you feel without actually having to say how you feel. And then there is this response of assertiveness, which is truthfully and kindly communicating how you feel and what you know, which is, I am not available for that. Can you come and get them? Or whatever the response happens to be from your grounded, mindful adult. And that last part, the grounded, mindful adult, is a really important thing to know when it comes to assertiveness. Because when we are in passive, aggressive, or passive-aggressive communication, what's usually happening in that moment is that your nervous system, which in a moment of assertiveness may experience a bit of activation, but it's able to stay within the lines of a healthy baseline. It doesn't zoom outside of your window of tolerance. And if that's a new term for you, I really recommend going back to check out um, episode, I think it's 17, Tending Your Resplendent Feminine Nervous System. There's two parts to that episode. I'll drop it in the show notes. But when that mindful adult is on board, you know, another example of that would be if somebody that you love and trust who you're not afraid is going to reject you or abandon you or gossip about you asks you a question and you can easily access your yes or no. That's when the mindful adult is present. But when we haven't developed the architecture inside, when we were given misguided training around how to communicate effectively, These threats of abandonment or rejection cause your nervous system to go in a state, into a state of hyper or hypo activation. So, hyperactivation is that anxiety, it's that quick moving fire energy that may result in some aggressive communication style. Hypo activation is when you default to a bit of a collapsed state or that flight response. And then passive-aggressive is a bit more connected to the freeze response. And so my intention in sharing this with you is not just to give you a science lesson, but to give you a little bit of self-forgiveness that when you are clumsy with your communication, it's not a character flaw. It's a real biological thing. And so how do we access that mindful adult more readily? That's exactly what we're going to talk about now, is I'm going to share with you a few gems from my own lived experience of this. And as always on this podcast, I encourage you to take these bits of wisdom and hold them up against your own life experience to see what resonates as true. So where I'd like to begin is with your verité. 
your verite, which is the French word for truth. Years ago, I used to have a membership called Verite, and it was in this pursuit and exploration of what if the point of life isn't to be happy, but what if the point is to simply be honest and see what forms and what gets created from there. And it was such a wonderful experience, and I'm so grateful to the women who joined me in that exploration. And Verite, the way I like to explain it and what it means to me is it's the truth beneath the truth. And so a friend of mine asked me once, like, how do I know I'm in my Verite? I have this guy that I like, and I just, I don't, I don't really know how to tell him I like him. And so how do I know I've told him my Verite? And I said, yeah, it's really simple. Like the moment you taste vomit in the back of your throat, <laughs> you know you're in your verite. It's that tender, most vulnerable, most close to the bone truth that you have. And of course, we want to be skillful about how we deliver our verite. And that word is something I get a lot of comfort from skill. So assertiveness. It's not something that you're born with. It's not a gene that you may or may not have inherited. It is a skill. It's not something that you are. It is something that you practice. And so I want to share with you a couple of ways that I love to practice assertiveness and that has really given me some success with my clients. So assertiveness all begins with awareness. And when we look back at those four communication styles, so passive, if there were, were to be a mantra for these communication styles, passive would be, my needs don't matter. I'm just going to let you bulldoze right on over my needs. My needs don't matter. Aggressive would be, only my needs matter. Passive aggressive would be, I can't ask for my needs, so I'm going to sneak them in the side door. Whereas assertive is our needs matter. Not just my needs matter, not just your needs matter, but our needs matter, which is a real jumping off point for genuine intimacy. And so where awareness comes into this is how do you know you have a truth to tell? In that moment where you are either in passive, aggressive, passive, aggressive, or assertive, what do you notice in your body? So I have really trained myself around this. Not perfectly, of course, but I really, really know when I have a truth to tell. And it feels much like that cantankerous filly who's kicking against the barn door. I feel it pounding in my throat and in my heart. and. What's great about that, even though it's uncomfortable, is that sensation is a form of education. Every sensation from our body is a way in which our body communicates the truth that runs deeper than the cognitive mind. And our goal in that moment is not to have those two be enemies, but instead to have those two be allies and to use the cognitive mind to serve the expression of 
once again, what is your tender and vulnerable truth. So an example of that is, I hate you, screw you, (laughs) is a truth, but it's not the verite. It's not the truth beneath the truth. The truth beneath the truth usually in that case is, I'm scared or I'm hurt. And so your first tool to begin researching this, if you're not at a place or in a place where that tender truth can be communicated, is to just really pay attention and really befriend these sensations in your body. Awareness is always the first step to opening up new pathways to action. The second is that when these strong sensations come on board, the trained response is to respond with one of these fight, flight, freeze, passive aggressive responses. And a way to place a wedge in that wheel of impulse is to take the sacred pause. I actually have a whole episode about the sacred pause. I'll also put that in the show notes. But in those moments of threat, confusion, fear of rejection, our nervous system speeds everything up. The sacred pause offers us an experience of, I'm safe. I can notice my survival instincts and discern if I actually want and need to act on them. And so some ways, two ways that you can take the sacred pause in a conversation are when you're asked a question, for example, let me just pause. I want to check in with myself. I can't tell you how many times a day I say this statement. It is my go-to statement when I notice in my body the sensation of speeding up. You know, I'm just going to pause. I'm going to check in with myself. And I locate that quiet, still place inside of me that knows and that hears the truth. And this is absolutely a practice that has taken me years to really tune into. But allow that to be an anchor for you. Hang on, I need to check in with myself. The second tool around this, taking the sacred pause, is to slow down your breath and slow down your body language. So once again, when the nervous system is threatened to real or perceived danger, it speeds everything up. And so slowing down your breath induces a parasympathetic response, that rest and digest response, and also slowing down your gestures, slowing down the pace at which you cross your legs slowing down the movements of your hands and arms, all send a powerful cue to your body and to your system, we can slow down. There is safety here. There's no need to speed up. And I'm doing a lot of plugs for the podcast today, but I do also have on my website a free video series on how you can use your body language to manage internalized anxiety to generate more genuine feelings of confidence and ease in stressful situations. Schoolofsensualliving.com slash confidence. We'll put that in the show notes too. The next jewel is a phrase that I, when I first started researching assertiveness, really, really helped me and really landed the essence of assertiveness in my body, which is curiosity 
over criticism. So the interesting thing about curiosity is that conflict cannot survive inside the energy of curiosity. So let's imagine you're pissed about something and you explode all over your partner about it. And your partner stops and looks you in the eyes and says, tell me more about that. Tell me more about how you're feeling. And meets you with this neutral curiosity. If I imagine that, I imagine that would really disarm the part of me that's stuck in that energy of pounce. Usually when we feel that energy of threat, again, either real or perceived, it's because we're making some sort of assumption based on the lens through which we see. And curiosity about the other person's experience is a way to embody that essence of assertiveness, which once again is not my needs matter or your needs matter. It is our needs matter. So curiosity, a really useful statement is tell me more about that. Another useful tool is to listen and say, let me share back what I'm hearing and you tell me if I'm hearing you correctly and tell me if I got everything. And having a genuine curiosity about the person's experience once again neutralizes that fight-flight-freeze response and opens up the space for more genuine communication. And the last tip that I have for you, the last jewel, is around nonverbal cues. So they say that 90% of our communication comes not from our words, but the way that they're said and our body language and all these ways in which we communicate without actually speaking. And something that really fascinates me is something called upspeak, which is where you end your statements with your voice going up, because going up is usually less threatening, and ending your statements with landing that final note on a downbeat is more grounded, more embodied, often more that energy of assertiveness. So I'll give you an example. I just want you to listen to the resonance of this. I'm going to say the same statement twice. So the first is, my name is Mary and I'm an embodiment coach. (laughs) And the second is, my name is Mary and I'm an embodiment coach. And just notice how those two land in your body, which one feels more like that energy of assertiveness. So my wish, hope, and prayer is that these jewels, like Randy Patterson says in his book, assertiveness is about being there, offer you more tools to share the brilliant jewels inside of you in a vulnerable elegant, efficient way to build greater meaning and intimacy and authenticity in your life. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider sharing it and heading to schoolofsensualliving.com slash review, where you can leave a review wherever you pick up your podcasts. And once again, if receiving support, guidance, and powerful space holding around developing your own verité is something you desire, please head to schoolofsensualliving.com slash coaching to join the waitlist for embodied intelligence. Thank you so much for listening. See you next time. For more coaching, 
classes and community in the art of sensual living, head to schoolofsensualliving.com. There you'll find a free course on how to reduce anxiety and increase your natural confidence through powerful embodied body language. Head to schoolofsensualliving.com slash confidence to get instant access to the course today.